They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. My name is Ron Pashery. Host of the Matt Madness <laughs> Podcast, I am here with Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd, the voice that runs the place, the European champion hailing from Stockholm, Sweden, and the returning Ek to Fly, Eric Trembicki. Welcome back to the show. What's going on, my friends? What's going on? Not too much. We also have in attendance, good friend of the show, Scott Honda's finest, Sean Walker. Welcome. We're glad to have you. Um, I guess we're heading into a new year, or I guess we're there already. We're not heading into it. 2017. Brand new. Yeah, why don't we do right off the top some bold predictions for 2017? Best friend. Bold predictions. Do you want to wait till we go? I don't know if you had anything queued up. Hmm. No, I'm sure I can spit something out. (laughs) I bet Charlotte adds two more at a minimum. Of two more women's title reigns. Okay. So for the Raw women's title, she will be a minimum of six-time champion. So you think she'll be the six-time champion by the end of the year? At least, if not 18. So she'll match Jericho. Sure. So the end of, you said the, by the end of the year or next week? Uh, by, the end of the year, <laughs> by the end of the year. Um, I see that. Um, bold, 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 bold. Hmm. Uh, Strowman as a universal champion. Okay. And bold, 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 bold. Uh, the Undertaker retires. <laughs> You've been calling for that for a while, haven't I've you? I've been hoping for since, since episode one. <laughs> yeah, Alo. So fifty episodes later, still waiting. Yeah, he's still waiting. Alo, what kind of what kind of predictions you got for two thousand seventeen? All right. Huh. Don't lose your dinner, folks. <laughs> It's going to be bad. This one is kind of This one's kind of interesting. I don't see Vince doing this cuz it's his stockholders, but when Finn Balor returns, Roman Reigns turns heel. Wow, that is pretty bold because I think we've all kind of resigned that that will not, never happen. Mm-hmm. Also, by the end of the year, mm-hmm. I think we get Finn Balor turning heel. Okay. And Vince making the club with with Finn Balor with Gallows and Anderson. Would that make them watchable again? Oh my gosh, yeah. Finn Balor would make them watchable. Okay. And number three, the Miz wins the WWE Championship. <laughs> <laughs> and there goes the ratings for SmackDown. <laughs> Back to the B level show. All right. So I have this is actually a prediction I made last year. The clock kind of ran out on me, so I'm just going to extend it. A member of the New Day will win a singles title in 2017. I don't know who it will be. I don't know what title it will be, but somebody will. Especially now that they don't have, they're not tied to the tag titles anymore. I would love. I I almost and just being so anal. If it could be like after the draft or if there's a trade, I would love. New Day winning the WWE title, not not the Universal. I would love it, but. Um, Obviously, it's far-fetched. He'd have to get traded over. <laughs> I do say it's a good chance he wins the Universal title, but... Which guy do you think is most big, likely? Big, big a, a? If it's going to be a, a main title, top tier, he's, he's, it'll be Big A. Uh, I agree with that. I, I could see maybe Xavier winning the um, 
the on this uh, the United States at some point, but not much. I mean, Kofi's already got a long list of accolades, so he does. Yeah, that's he, the one thing he hasn't done though. Really, anyway, title. Yeah, I don't. I don't see him getting it. I. It's hard to believe, but Xavier did say. Uh, I think it was a Stone Cold podcast that that's his goal with the new day is to get Kofi a world title. Oh, wow. I missed that episode. <laughs> yeah, which because I, I think, and maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was the Jericho podcast. Maybe Jericho. Because I think he was talking about, Austin said, if you're not in this to win the world title, what are you in this for? And he said, I'm in it to get Kofi a world title. Which I think was a cool thing yeah, yeah, to cool. say. Uh, my number two prediction, we have seen the last of Paige in WWE. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's not that bold. No. I'll tell so, you, I think wait. she's spelling that drug test on purpose. The next one. I think because after that she's done. So you don't think, think she'll get the Orton deal? So no. she's not La Luchadora? <laughs> no, no. Well, maybe she You know what? Maybe she is. Oh, she's not. We don't know who it is yet. And my third one, this is not really a WWE prediction, but I project, predict on our Matt Madness Twitter, I will call out Goldberg for lying to us <laughs> that he will not be at re- on the WrestleMania card. That's bold. Well, I think that's a little more than predictable. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be pissed because he. T- I asked him. When he gave, he gave Punk a hard time about being on the main card of a UFC, he said, these guys who worked hard all year, their whole careers to get here, and you just show up and take it. I said, so does that mean I won't have to see you at WrestleMania? He said, nope. And he lied. So, yes, I will be calling out Goldberg. If you want a fourth one, because that wasn't bold enough, Eva Marie will be the SmackDown Women's Champion yes! at some point <laughs> yes! in 2017. I think, I think that's a gimme. Yes! <laughs> I, now, I'm assuming now, that will to, happen. To show how yes. the show went uh, full full circle, I'm a pervert and still love her and <laughs> would love to get close to her. I said that on episode one. Episode one, you you two hated her. So nothing changed? No, you guys love her now. Cause yeah, she, once they did something cool with her, yeah. yeah I was it, it, what it, they it did. didn't matter what they did with her. Just look at her. <laughs> I'm, I'm straight. <laughs> All right. Two Raw. Another, another rerun. Meek Mahan show. Yeah, the Meek Mahan show. That's what I call Raw from now on. Yeah, it's been on a rerun for the last three weeks, at least, if not <laughs> if not the last six weeks. The only thing different, really, was Foley came out with a new haircut and the goatee and not the beard. He was trying to go back to the 2000 commissioner. Yeah. How did you think it looked? Yeah. I, I liked it at first. I kind of popped for it because I, it reminded me of when he was a commissioner, but... I thought his beard was so good. I kind of was mad that he chopped it. Yeah, it was a good beard. I kind of miss miss the full beard. Um, Universal Championship. Still kind of the same thing going on. Owens and Jericho are the Universal Champion. Literally. Yeah. Seth Rollins still is mixed up in there. Aaron's gimmick. Yeah, yeah. Rollins is still in there. Reigns is still in there. I feel like I've seen the same thing since, you know, November, really. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Yes, yeah, there's like so many things that are just so predictable, and it's like they almost you almost bite at it. Uh, I mean, to skip to like the main the main event there, you know, since we're talking about these characters, um, it's funny they put Reigns against Owens for a Universal Title, and it's like, okay, if that's the title they're competing for, uh, Owens is going to retain. Uh, Reigns can't beat him for the Universal Title, and that's what I was thinking. Last week, Owens had um, a match for a United States mm-hmm. title. Okay, so if it's for Roman's title, Roman's going to win. But if it's for Reigns' title, Reigns is going to win. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, all right, this is our third time seeing Jericho versus Reigns for a U.S. title. It's like, yeah, third time's the charm. He's actually going to get it. And, of course, let down again. Yep. I mean, the only thing bearable, obviously, about all this is just that Jericho is 
still so funny. Nothing he does really falls flat. The Cage of Jericho, and you're going to lock me in, man, was awesome. Yeah, with almost like tears. Yeah. <laughs> he was going to lock me in, man. And then Owen said, he's going to hang up like, hang up like a pinata. Yeah. Jer- Jericho says, sexy pinata. <laughs> so and then I love the way Owen said it back. All right, sexy pinata. Like, he didn't really want to say it, but he's like, all right, you, you forced me to say it. Um, like you said, no, you know who's going to win all these matches. Um I don't really know if Roman's going to win the Universal title or not. I don't think he... Uh, the only way I think he'll... I, the way I look at it, every year at the Rumble, he gets booed out the joint. He's going to get booed out the joint either way. Imagine how pissed that crowd's going to be if at the end of the match, that boy has two titles. Yeah. So... Well, he's got those broad shoulders, remember? (laughs) Got me the broad. (laughs) Baby girl, got me the broad. All all of us are a fan of his in-ring work, but I'll tell you what. He's had the the, uh, U.S. title, and, you know, we all felt the same way. We were hoping he was going to do something with it. I was happy when he won it. I think he's defended it against Rusev twice, Owens once, Jericho three times. He's probably defended the title six times. Like, There's no point for him to have it. I could see if for some reason, if he defends it again on Raw before the Rumble and loses it, I, I'll see him winning. I think if he drops the title, it'll be a gimme that he's going to win. I think that's a good way to look at it. I don't know what I'd rather have happen, because everything I wanted to happen with him having the U.S. title has not. Um, I'd rather anyone else have it. Freaking put, I Put Ellsworth on Raw and let him win the title. <laughs> Anything would be better. The other thing that I was appreciative of was Steph actually acknowledged SmackDown beating Raw in the ratings. Steph, I didn't Steph's expect. been gold the past two weeks. <laughs> Alo, well, like, what are your thoughts on any of this? Uh, same old start the Meek Mahan show mm-hmm. for the umpteenth week in a row. Jericho, excellent. I don't, mm-hmm. he, he's so good, but this is... You don't need the comedy every time. This we've seen this for the, since November, like you said, since after Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. This has been essentially the same thing, and then it's the same four guys, and then they have Rollins just lingering in this, doing nothing because we he, are, quite frankly, he should still be he should be in this match with Jericho hanging the shark cage at the Rumble because he's the reason that he's not champion either because Jericho has gotten involved all his matches against Kevin Owens, and then they have him they have him face face Owens, and the loser can't be at ringside. Rollins wasn't even at ringside. <laughs> like, like was Rollins even going to be at ringside in the, in the U.S. title match? And then the thing with, and then the thing with um, Roman and Jericho in the U.S. title. How many times are you going to have him beat Chris Jericho? Jericho had a master plan, literally a master plan. He played dead, loved it. Vince Eddie Guerrero, perfectly <laughs> hit a cold break. And Roman still kicks out. Mm-hmm. And then. That one spirit, ladies and Jericho. Jericho got a master plan. And then, what are you going to do with the U.S. title? Because there is no mid-card on Raw. Rusev does nothing. Roman already destroyed him. The other two mid-card guys that should be in the U.S. title contention, Cesaro and Sheamus, you put them in the best out of 25 series, now they're the tag team champions. And you got Sami Zayn facing Braun Strowman. There's no mid-card on Raw. So basically what you're saying is the U.S. title is in no man's land right now. Yeah. They have no idea what they're doing. Could see. I mean, it w- the one thing that would be smart if they're going to take hands, because I uh, change hands with the mm-hmm. title, you figure it's obviously got to go to a heel. Yeah. It would make sense to almost put it on Strowman at this point. Yeah, because last week when Stephanie said she had a surprise opponent for, for Roman, mm-hmm. oh, that I was- thought it was going to be Joe. 
Because Joe's not doing anything in NXT. He's out. He, he's doing Nakamura. I, I thought it was gonna be anyone in the world but Owens. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm okay. I was so let down. Yeah, I'm like, okay. Here, here's something exciting. Something exciting. I have a mystery opponent. That's always that's always intriguing. Then always said, let me challenge for it. No, like, just yeah. the guy you wrestle every week. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't want to see it anymore. Like I love Kevin Owens. I'm wearing his shirt. I love Roman Reigns. But how many times I gotta see? It? I don't care anymore. It's funny because. So I was actually thinking about this watching SmackDown. Um, there's a certain feud going on there that we'll get to later, to paraphrase Alo, one of Alo's famous quotes. Um, we'll get to that. We will get to that. But I was thinking, I was like, there have been feuds that we grew up on, like The Rock and Triple H for the Intercontinental title, that we loved. It went on for months and months and months. And I feel like I never really got tired of that. In years. Not even just months. Years. Yeah. Well, yeah, it ultimately ended up being years. And it's like we get tired of stuff in like two months, but it's because we literally get a match with those people every week. And it's not an advertised match. It always happens on the fly during the show. It's like, okay, we'll just give you this match again. And next week, they have nothing booked, and it's like, all right, well, you'll get Roman and Kevin Owens again. Mm-hmm. It's like, why do you, why can't you find something else to do on your show? Like when I call it a rerun, it's literally like I've yeah. watched the same show every week for six <clears throat> weeks. They're not doing anything different. That's why the ratings are, are dropping off. It's almost like Jericho was talking about uh, on the Monday Night Wars when he said viewers started leaving in droves. Like, I'm almost ready for that to happen to, to Raw. Like, I don't really know what they're doing to keep and me watching everything. I week. feel like it's like, I remember when the, the brand split first happened. I was like, hmm, do I really got to watch SmackDown? And it's like, Raw's like, you know, ever since I restarted watching this again in, in 2011, it's like, it's force of habit. It's like, ah, oh, you know, eh. Oh, you want to go out grab a beer? Yeah, tomorrow I got you. Like, <laughs> and I know I got to get home. I'm I'm gonna be an hour and twenty minutes behind, and I'll rewind it to the beginning, and I'll watch Raw, and there'll be two uh, two segments I'll get excited for, and I'll get disappointed, and then it's like, yeah, okay, it's over, and then the next day it's like, wow, there's gonna be a show that's gonna be an hour less. It's going to have the same amount of matches, and it's going to be better. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. It's yeah. fun to watch. You actually look forward to it. You don't see the same things every week. Right. You just have the same thing. Okay, you're going to come out. He said last week, you're going to come out. Oh, you're, you're coming too. You're, you're in your ring gear too. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. have this match. I, I, I thought about you guys saying that. When, when, um, who was that? When uh, Owens had his match with Rollins. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's like the same formula. It's like, come on. What is What is this? Like, WWE Creative, should, they should find another name for it besides Creative. Because that's the last thing that they are. What they should do is listen to all our unsanctioned episodes, watch the old stuff that we were watching, like, oh, man, this is some entertaining stuff. We should copy it. They do it on SmackDown. You think they should bring uh, Russo back? No. no. <laughs> so that's a step too far. They can they can even stay themselves, just be smart enough, just repeat what has already been done. Yeah, like, it, it, this is not really that hard to do. It's not. Like... Most of the time, I'd write topical stuff for TJR, and I'd get more creative stuff in the comments than what's actually happening on the show. Like, I'd read a comment and be like, oh, well, I actually would like to see that. And then they would do the exact opposite that would be ten times less entertaining. Yeah, and, like, the superstars, they give suggestions. And they why they don't do it, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Um, the show closes with... The Kevin Owens show. The Kevin Owens show. The best part of the with show. Jericho. The guy hope the guy that was the sign. That was the best part. <laughs> of that. <laughs> that was good. I and actually enjoyed this segment. And I can looked. almost imagine that you did it. That in the lawn chair. <clears throat> yeah, I That's did. That's the best part of Raw. Um, there were like 
small parts of it that I enjoyed. Um, like, I liked kind of how annoyed Jericho was with Goldberg. <laughs> um, well, first things first. Okay, Goldberg should never interrupt Paul Heyman. <laughs> if Paul Heyman's talking, Goldberg, keep your mouth shut until Paul Heyman's done talking. Quick question. Yeah. Just because Raw was a little bit unclear on this. Mm-hmm. Did Goldberg make the list or no? Uh, no. No, I think the fans did. Right? Or did the city make the list? I don't, I don't think it, I think Goldberg stopped him when he, he stopped him. He stopped him from putting one on the list. So that's another one. Goldberg, when Chris Jericho is talking, <laughs> don't talk. Let him finish. Goldberg, one, he, he was never known for talking. He still should not be talking all that much. Ramen! Ah, that, that stupid voice, the facial tics. Uh, there's nothing about that guy I like. Um, I'm just ready for it to be over. I'm ready for that to be not a part of my life anymore. Um, I don't know. Roman comes out. Now Roman and Goldberg have a, a stare down. It's like, so now I got to see that. The fans don't even like Roman, for one. And then Goldberg. It's like, what are you trying to do? Like, he's just going to get booed more by facing Goldberg. Because all of a sudden, everybody loves Goldberg. I don't, I don't understand it. Then Strowman comes out. No, I, I like the twist of Strowman coming out. One thing I always like about, you know... It, Actually, say, not to cut you off, but I meant to ask you this, like, two minutes ago. I haven't gotten a chance to ask you about this. Is Strowman growing on you at all? Like, are you starting to buy into him a little bit or not really? I Yeah, uh, I, I kind of like him. I like how they're, they're pushing him. And I like when he comes out and randomly just destroys stuff. Because that's kind of... Strategic monster vintage moves like Brock used to do that when he was the next big thing. He would just come and ruin a match. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. I mean, that's one of the best strong ways. I I wish Tuesday night they should be doing a, a little more with Corbin, in my opinion. Um, not beating up or if he has this thing against smaller guys, like it's in the same building for uh, two hundred five. Yeah, he should he should show up for two hundred five live and destroy everyone. But that probably wouldn't make sense. Uh, however, yeah, I mean, he's growing on me. One thing I love about the road to WrestleMania when it comes to Rumble season, I love that whole, you know, okay, cool. We knew Brock and Goldberg was in the match, and then slowly people throw their name in the hat. And I like when you get that that random, that's where you get that random fantasy booking where mm-hmm. R- Roman and Goldberg you don't want to see, but you got that moment, and then you get the moment where Strowman's coming out, and it's like, oh, imagine Str- Goldberg got no chance. He can't mm-hmm. jackhammer this boy. So, I mean, I, I like that moment. That was a little thing. Like, that's three people. Two months ago, you'd never think those three people are going to be in the ring right. at the same time. That's true. I got to say something about Rumble season. That's the gold of the dirt sheets. <laughs> yeah. When things could or couldn't happen. Yeah, like, now they're saying we're going to get Goldberg versus Rain. I can't. Oh, my God. I cannot wait. Yeah, I don't All know. All these dirt sheets are so good. Did anybody else love the way Heyman looked at the shark cage when he I walked did. by? <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> That was another one of my highlights from Raw. And then um, when Strowman came down, he was balled up. Uh, yeah. and, 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 and the mic. Yeah, towering. I like that. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i not too excited about anything going on at the top the top of the card right now. At all. I'm not, Honestly, I don't think anything really on Raw excites me. I'm excited about the day Roman drops the U.S. title. That's like the only thing I'm looking forward to. Um, how about Stephanie McMahon telling Bailey? That, you know, I don't want you on Raw. I never did. Mick Foley wanted you. Like, it's basically the same thing that happened so with ba- Sami Zayn. Yeah, so, Bailey, so Bailey's now Sami Zayn. Yeah. So is she now going to 
have to have a last last man standing match with Braun Strowman or, or a ten minute time limit? Yeah, I don't know. Like uh, to me, I don't get that. I don't. I'm just tired of that whole angle of the McMahon's just holding people down. It's like it's they've been doing it for literally twenty, 20 years. years. Does anyone find that interesting anymore? I don't think it should be always going on. I think if it came on once a year for a three-month segment, but it's like we just had that with Zane. Now we have it with Bailey. But it's gonna has be it worked since Daniel Bryan? No, it's not even that because this doesn't work because the McMahon's don't get any comeuppance. Like, it would work back in the day because when Stone Cold did it, he would get back on Vince. Even with Stephanie... With daddy's little girl, that was with a daddy's little girl, she would get her come up because they would she would get stunned or something embarrassing happened to her. That, that's they have Kidnapped, to get her come up. Forced to marry Triple H yeah, yeah. while she was passed out. Married the Undertaker. <laughs> the Undertaker on a cross. Like they actually got come up in. So it's like nowadays they just belittle everybody and they don't get any come up in. So there's no entertainment. They just so they're like, I don't like you. I don't like you. I don't like you. That's all they do. Nothing yeah. ever happens to them. Um. Yeah, Bailey ultimately. Oh, I I believe in me. That's all that matters. She gets a number one contender match with Nia Jax. Ultimately, Sasha Banks comes out, interrupts the whole thing. We get a Bailey to belly from what the second rope, mm-hmm. the top rope. So I guess one this pushes the feud slightly further between Sasha and Nia Jax, and now we officially have Charlotte and Bailey. At the Royal Rumble, do you think? Do either one of you think that Bailey has been sufficiently booked to be a legitimate threat to Charlotte? Heck, I guess you could take it first. I think the only the smart fan that watched her in NXT will believe she has a chance. If you didn't watch her in NXT, and if you're not necessarily a fan, you don't believe there's a chance in hell. That's how I would assume. And the average wrestling fan would look at it. Yeah, Halo. Oh, good. No, I'm just saying. I mean, point blank, from what I think she's been brought to the main roster, I don't think she has a chance. Well, A-Lo. basic. Well, basic WWE not making no making no sense booking <laughs> means that when the champions are non-title match, they lose, and they'll lose until the title match. That's that's what yeah. they that's what they do. It doesn't make any sense. So they're trying to make you believe that Billy Bailey's going to win, but essentially, we know she's not going to win. Yeah, Jr.'s thing, and I've heard him say this numerous times. <clears throat> Is that the heel should be winning every match except for the biggest one. Like, that's when the heel should lose. And WWE just doesn't have that formula. It's, if you're in your home city, you're going to lose. If you're the champion in this non-title match, you're going to lose. Uh, if you're Charlotte, you're going to win every pay-per-view. It, it's like there's, it, you know basically what's going to happen all the time. So if we get this, we're getting this championship match at the Rumble, any early predictions? I mean, my prediction is Charlotte's win streak on pay-per-views continues. I think so. I think it continues still. I think Bailey gets a rematch at Mania and wins it then. So you think Charlotte holds it until April? Well, she might lose it or Raw and win it back on April. <laughs> but <laughs> which, she's not going to lose Which that's pretty predictable, too. That yeah. happens quite a bit. Alo, like, what do you think is happening here, Bailey and Charlotte? Well, it's hard because... Do you we, think they even have a plan yet? No. <laughs> no, no. I think they have a plan. But the thing is, it's so hard to figure out these plans because... They have a plan for Mania, but they have no plan on what's going on between then and now. Yeah, because it's, like, okay, it's like, okay, we got Sasha and Nia. That's our, that's our secondary thing. But what's going to happen? What's, gonna, what's also going to happen with women at the Royal Rumble? It's a four-hour show now. And then you got, um, I think Royal has Fastlane. 
or whatever. So you got book you got to book that. So okay, we, we're assuming that Shaw is going to beat Bailey. So what's going to happen now at Fastlane? Was Bailey get her rematch? Because one thing Vince Russo does talk about and, mm-hmm. and he does make sense is you even if you lose like. The, every every time the champion does not have to lose. You, there, there are ways you can actually get them out of losing and make them still look strong. Even if they do lose, make them look strong. Don't just have them sit there and lose every every week. There's ways to get in and out of a match with 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 no contest, a disqualification, a walkout, or something similar to, similar to that. So is this the problem with having? People who write for TV shows and movies instead of people who write for wrestling. Yeah, wrestling isn't hard to book. <laughs> it's 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 like it's psychology one on one. It's not that hard to book. It's 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 really simple. And for WrestleMania with the women for the Royal Royals Women Division, I don't have no idea what we're going to get because. Like, like, nowadays, they put everybody on the WrestleMania card. It's not just one-on-one matches all the time. So, I do kind of think we may get the triple threat, again, that we got a clash of champions with Sasha and Bayley, and Sasha actually being a heel this time, so it'll be a little bit different, and that's when Bayley wins the title. But how, how you get there, how you get to WrestleMania from now, is going to be the ugly part. Because, like I said, Raw's been a rerun, a rerun for six weeks. It's, it might be that way for another six weeks. Another six weeks to that to get to WrestleMania. Yeah, I think this is one of the downsides to how much they pushed... The Sasha and Charlotte feud is that now this whole thing with Bailey seems completely insignificant. Like after Survivor Series, when they won the match, they won the elimination match. It would have made sense. Charlotte attacked Bailey. There was heat on it, and they could have pushed forward, but they didn't. They gave us two more months of Sasha and Charlotte, which I'm not complaining about because we got some great matches out of it. But best match specifically. Yeah, but it's like the whole thing with Bailey. It doesn't really mean anything at the moment. Other than just Bailey trying to show like I belong, which yeah, it would have meant something after Survivor <clears throat> Series when Charlotte attacked Bailey. But it's like, what are you gonna do? And then like the Raw's women's division, pa- Paige or Soraya, she's she she she's probably mm, gone next week. Yeah. And then the savvy vet Alicia Fox, she's in the cruiserweight <laughs> division. Nobody wants to see Dana Brooke. They have no women. Some of Rey's still hurt. They have no women. Emelina doesn't come back yet, so you know what we're going to do with that. Maybe she'll feud with Sasha. Mm-hmm. But we don't know because Emelina, she's been having tweets saying how or they care about the four horsewomen. Maybe she gets involved with them. But what are you going to do? It's going to be so ugly until you get to WrestleMania. Would you guys say that 2016 was the best year in WWE for women's wrestling? Yes. In WWE, yeah. In w- WWE, landscape, yes, not NXT. Because I, I like to keep it. Right, no, I mean brands. like main roster. Yeah. I would say, yeah, for a fact, it, it was, and um, mainly because they retired the butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you think 2017, Raw has any chance to equal 2016? Raw, just Raw? Mm-hmm. No. What about you, Eck? Yeah. I don't want to be hopeful. <laughs> you did say it's the new year. You want to have a heart for a, a minute. I'm, I'm trying, trying to turn it <laughs> Now, does SmackDown have a chance to yes. equal 2016? Yeah. SmackDown against SmackDown. So, oh, they're going to beat it. Yeah, Sm- I think SmackDown could beat it because like, I think they're going. I, I think SmackDown's getting an Oscar. And SmackDown... Oh, just specifically the women's division. Women's division, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I think it was, it was too short-lived to put any stake really on... What they did with it? Oh no, uh, I mean like the whole WWE yeah. company. Does yeah. will SmackDown equal what WWE uh, did as a whole in women's wrestling? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I think so because a lot of times, like when they split these rosters up, a lot of people were complaining how oh Raw slaughtering SmackDown. It's not even that. It's just about how the stories are executed. And SmackDown stories have been executed way better than on Raw because Raw is like okay, what is it? So, SmackDown they're actually swapping the women in and out and actually giving us feuds like. 
a course later down the road, you gotta bring in new people. But that's what you have to do. You have to make stories interesting, like the whole Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch thing. We like that. They even added the um, Edge of Christian, La Luchadora. Mm -hmm. And Smack, SmackDown <laughs> actually, their women division actively has more women. Yeah. There's more women that'll show up on the show. Yeah. And it's shorter. Raw's longer, and you see four women. There's four women. You don't yeah. even see four women after. You see two or three. Uh, I, but I'm saying, Paige <laughs> That's doesn't count. Emma Lena doesn't count. There's Nia, Bailey, Charlotte, Sasha. That's it. Yeah, you weren't even saying Nia for the longest time. Mm -hmm. But SmackDown, they do a great job of actually using all the women actually t having stories to actually want to get you interested. I always <coughs> So basically, creative is just as important as talent. Yeah, it is. Cause like how many times like when SmackDown first got in Raw SmackDown first split, everybody complained about how bad SmackDown's roster was. But I told but I told people when we did the show before when the draft got first started, I was like, okay, SmackDown's gonna get the the, the like the big names like Cena and Orton mm -hmm. to put over the, to put over the guys that need to be established. And then down the road when they become established, they can actually swap swap them around a little right. bit. And that's what SmackDown does. And SmackDown is a better show to Raw because of the storytelling. Not SmackDown is out there giving us the same match six weeks, in, same show six weeks in a row. The thing I love about SmackDown, I mean, you figure whether we talk about the first week in 2017, or if you look over the past couple months, there's actually surprises. Or like all three times Jericho's had a match for the United States title. Yeah. Everyone in this room can say if you were watching that match. You actually got invested and excited and hoped he would win. Mm -hmm. All of us, and again, none of us have anything against Roman, but right. we hoped Jericho would win. There's actually, as a fan, you watch SmackDown, there's good jerkers we all know I hate the Miz. <laughs> and there's times where, you know, you? I, there's times where I get excited because I think he's about to lose the yeah. match and he ends up winning. I get invested, but in other divisions and departments, there's actually surprises like when. Everything they're doing with the new Wyatt family is exciting. Mm -hmm. You actually think something's going to happen, and it happens. So, yeah, just top to bottom, it does a better show. Yeah, when you watch with a sense it, it, of waiting to see what happens as opposed to you already know, you're already you resigned to, just I know assume, how this is going to end. If you, if you assume, so Raw's been doing the same thing for the last six weeks. Meanwhile, SmackDown's been doing the same thing for the last six weeks, and it's been a good show. Let's just say... What we saw in the first episode of Raw for 2017, they stick that way. All 2017, Raw's going to suck. And if SmackDown does that, what they did this week, excuse me, if they do that every week all year, SmackDown's going to be the hottest thing out. It is. Uh, anything anyone wants to say about the Raw women's division before we move on to the tag teams? No. Do better. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, we got a singles match with Cesaro and Carl Anderson. Anything anybody wants to say about that? Why the club back to the tag team title scene? I don't know, but can I just give Carl Anderson kudos for moving from the trunks to the tights? <laughs> Anytime a guy makes that move, that's yeah, a bold move for you. I salute you when when you go from trunks to tights. Personally, I wonder, I wonder if Ziggler told him to do that. We'll get to him. <laughs> um, again, I I always say I. I see Carl Anderson and Gallows. They're going to be the ones that take the titles off. It's obviously going to be heels. Um, they're finally going to do something right with them. I'd say that happens by Mania at the latest. Um, again, WWE creative. That's what we're complaining about. The creative has screwed those two guys. Oh, yeah. Those guys absolutely. aren't bad. They're great in the ring. Yeah. Carl Anderson is really good. It's yeah, just he is. They just Those guys are funny. Creative just does nothing with them. Yeah, and that, that just is another case of... You know what's going to happen. It's a singles match with the tag team champion, so obviously the champion's going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
You, you do that as soon as they walk yeah. out. Um, the New Day, with their New Year's resolution, all three of them were in the Rumble, correct? Yeah. I do remember that correctly. Um, Titus, what do you think of Titus? I enjoyed this segment more than I should have. I thought this was hilarious. I, so the, the, the one person that kept coming to mind during this segment was Alo. Because I was like, I cannot figure out for the life of me if he's going to love this or hate it. But I feel like there's no in the middle. There isn't because I, 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 I missed this. It. You did? Yes. <laughs> I missed this. So Titus came out skipping and clapping like Kofi. <laughs> really? He did. He, he, he did the big E. New Day, don't you dare be sour. Really? <laughs> yeah. He said he wanted to be the new member. He tried to he tried to grab Francesca. Oh, he pitched. And Xavier said, "Oh, honey," when he tried to grab the uh, the trombone. Um, he was he wouldn't, couldn't touch a trombone. So while he was twerking, he was using his whistle, <laughs> doing the new day the new day rocks cadence. Uh, I thought this was hysterical. Um, Did you hope for a fourth member? I didn't, but I, I enjoyed that they let Titus kind of let loose a little bit. Because I think everything he's done for most of the last year or so has been boring. Especially since his suspension. Mm-hmm. And I thought, like, all right, you're at least letting this guy go out there and do something. Like, he showed that he could probably be entertaining if mm-hmm. they allowed him to. I thought it was funny. I laughed through it. Alo, you know I enjoy silliness, <laughs> silliness more than most. Uh-huh. Uh, he had a match with Xavier. Um, I caught the match. Oh, you did? See yeah, I, I just missed the second. So he called out Xavier saying, like, you're the weakest link uh-huh. of the New Day. Yeah. Um, I thought that they did not do Xavier justice in this match. Like, you know, I, I love any time he gets a chance to go out there and have a match, and I feel like they didn't really let him shine the way they I could. feel like I need to rewatch it. I think I was refilling my glass, and I missed I missed the finish. Um, I was it was, it was like a, a weekly executed sunset flip. Mm-hmm. That I was like, eh, that shouldn't have ended that match. They could have done a much better job finishing it. But, so the New Day, they don't need to be tag team champions. I guess they can go out there and be entertaining for a while. That's a fact. They don't need the belts. I think they should win them again at some point, but they don't need them right now. Are they more likely to win the tag team championships back first or turn heel again first? I don't think they would turn heel first. Yeah, I think it would make more sense. It makes more sense for them, and I mean... They're great as heels. I understand they want them face probably because of merchandise, but... Yeah, it makes it tough to sell all that stuff if the people who buy... Well, you know what, though? I would assume... I shouldn't say most. They probably have a good split of, like, kids that buy their stuff and adults that buy their stuff. And one of those rare acts that's, like, loved by both. Um, Yeah, I think they're going to turn heel. I'd be shocked if they weren't heels by WrestleMania. Can we still get them versus Enzo and Cash yet? Yeah, when are we ever going to get that? Well, Enzo is still embroiled in his feud with Rusev and Jinder Mahal. I love how Enzo does his little Enzo um, running man in the (laughs) the chair. chair. I love that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I do too. Um, Is this thing going anywhere, though? No. Bold prediction for 27. Uh Enzo and Cass split. You think so? And do you think that's like curtains for Enzo? And it's good for Cass, or do you it's going to be great for, for Cass? Enzo, I, I, I don't think he real. Maybe he already realizes that this is why it hasn't split, but he'll be dead in the water. What do you think, Alo? Does Enzo survive without Cass? Oh yeah, because he could talk. Does he become like a manager? No, I think Vince will throw him out there to be 
I think I think he has a Korean commentary, but I think Vince will still throw him out there. Yeah. I don't know if it would matches, but I still think he'll throw him out there. Be a punching bag. Yeah, I don't need. I re, well, you already know my stance on Enzo and singles matches. Yeah, yeah well, he, he could be the Bray Wyatt of Raw. <laughs> just, just Job the, of the stars. Yeah, no, just just the, the big stunt bag. <laughs> uh, cruiserweights. Jack Gallagher continues to entertain. So good. Uh, the duel. I loved the <laughs> the whole umbrella bit that they did. I didn't watch 205 Live, but I did see that. I liked that he had that little segment with the New Day in the locker room. Um, you guys, I'm assuming both of you like Jack Gallagher. Yeah, he's um, yeah. fun. I wasn't, uh, during the um, CWC, I wasn't huge on him. I was like, this is pretty different, but I... I don't watch um, 205 when it comes out. I try to catch parts of it, but I watched the duel when it happened. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Ever since that duel, he came on on Raw, I was excited. I popped. Yeah, I think he's great. Yeah. And I hope we get more of him on a weekly basis. We actually have a question from our guest tonight, Sean Walker. Is there any chance that Jack Gallagher can wind up with the Villains? Eric, you actually already answered this before the show, so I'll go to Alo first. Because well, I said this that when he showed up in the Cruiserweight Classic, I was like, he looks like he could be in the Vaudevillains from a bygone era, which is, was their big catchphrase at the time. Well, I think Vince, this is, this is Vince, this is Vince. <clears throat> the hell are you doing? You're supposed to be on SmackDown! <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no. No? No, no I, I think he has more charisma than the Vaudevillians. I think, he, I think he's great because, <laughs> like, just when he came out, when he said... I, what did he say? I'm I'm interrupting this match. I've come to uh, yeah to uh, I've come so, to interfere in this match. He or, said something. Like, I've come to announce my intentions of interfering yeah, in this match. After that, I was sold. Oh, after that, I was sold on him. After that, yeah. So he's great just by himself. Perfect character, like yeah. that. He's so devoted to that character too. Like as yeah, as the uh, what is he the what gentleman? Extraordinary gentleman. As an extraordinary gentleman, I'd like to announce my intentions of interfering in this <laughs> match, and then he goes on to do it. The slap with the leather glove. Was hilarious. Challenging someone to a, a duel, however you pronounced it, was awesome. I think his chances with Vault Villains, I think they're dead in the water. If for some reason he ever gets paired up with them, that's because he fail, uh, fails a wellness test, and that's his <laughs> punishment. That's punishment. That's his punishment. Yeah. Sean, would you like to see Jack Gallagher with the Vault Villains? Yeah, he's <laughs> the, he's, he's the. Enzo to the Vaude Villains. He's, <laughs> he's better wrestler than both of them. He is, and I think that's actually a great point, that he could actually enhance the Vaude Villains. Yeah. Like, it's not so much that he's just punished by being with the Vaude Villains. He actually makes them more viable. I like the Vaude Villains. Too bad they don't, they don't do anything with them. I like the Vaude Villains. Yeah, have they, are they even involved in anything? No. Have they been involved in anything? No, in like well, they got jobbed out in that... Over battle the top Royal. Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. Ah, you know I right. love Battle Royals. I you do. Just, he got, <laughs> got jobbed out. Uh, Cedric with with uh, the savvy veteran Alicia Fox against Noam Dar. Oh no, with Noam Dar, they had that segment backstage. Mm-hmm. So he's over Dana Brooke. Yes, he's over Dana Brooke. Still, I guess, still in love with Alicia Fox. Uh, she cost him another match this time against Drew Gulak. I loved Aries making note that you know a guy's tough when he doesn't wear knee pads in the ring. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I, I really, I, I love him on commentary. I'm going to be sad to see him go if he does. Yeah. Is there any chance he continues doing commentary on 205 Live when he's back in the ring competing? I hope so. Uh, I don't think so. I will miss him. I think he 
guns for the title. He claims that he's going to be in the division. Yeah, because he was the X Division t- champion in TNA. I just, I, I think he's destined for better things. Better thing, Raw can use him in the mid card. Mm-hmm. You know what? As much as WWE puts out so much content, it's hard to keep up. You know, you figure three hours on a Monday, basically three hours on a Tuesday. If you watch 205, you got NXT, there's a lot, three days in a row, mm-hmm. and then four days in a row when there's a pay per view. I will tell you what, if I think it makes sense to put him in the Cruiserweight Classic, just like putting Neville there, Neville's doing the best stuff of his WWE career. Mm-hmm. I think if you put Aries in there, like you said, you haven't watched 205 Live yet. Correct. All scenarios in it, you might watch it live. I would think about it. It would give me a reason. Yeah, but my thing is, like, like Austin Aries does not deserve to be in the Cruiserweight division. He is so good. Oh, he's a hell of a commentary guy. He, he, he should be in the mid-court on Raw. Well, I mean, maybe that's where he's destined to ultimately well, be. There's a lot of people that should be in the mid-court on Raw, but they don't even have a mid-court. They don't have a mid-court. No. And he would provide someone to be in the mid card. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to think about that because you are right. Aries deserves bigger and better things in the cruiserweight division. But if they really want to invest in it, wouldn't it make sense to put somebody of his caliber in there? Because right now, I feel like Neville is head and shoulders above everybody. Else. He is. Oh yeah. Um, I can't wait for him to win the title. Although he's a heat, Austin Aries is a heel. I guess the fans will like him though, so it doesn't really matter. He could come in as a face. He could. Just watch him. I feel like he works better as a heel, but Vince doesn't care about faces and heels yeah. anymore. So, what do you think well, about Tony Nese being in Drew Gulak's corner? Why is he wrestling? suited up? Uh, suit, suit and a pony. Look he, at he, 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 wears, yeah. he wears a better suit than uh, Gulak. Gulak's yeah. suit was terrible last week. <laughs> His whole look is just not right. It's not. I don't know who taught him how to tie a tie either. No, or those those silver those silver boots. He gives Fat Philly a bad name all around. It, it's a shame. Yeah, it is a shame. Um, Tony Tony again, versus Neville. I need that. Uh, niece, he needs to be in Raw's uh, mid card division. How long before that happens? Do you think it ever happens for him? Oh, it, 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 he's bound for it. Alo? No. no. You don't see it? No, unfortunately, no. Why? It doesn't doesn't have the. Uh, like the personality for it, or you just think they won't run with him? I don't think they run with it. And then plus, I know he's not. I know he's not good good on the mic. So well, we all know what he needs. So yeah. <laughs> the we premier all... manager. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, like I said, I don't think I don't. I think that's that's the cruiserweight division. That's that'll just be his ceiling. I don't think they'll do anything with him. I just want to see him versus Neville. Uh, I would like to see that too. And just, and just let them go loose. Like I, I would like to see it on 205 Live and not on Raw, because I think they'll actually be let, able, able to just go out there and have a match. TJP beat uh, the Brian Kendrick via Nibar. How many times will we see this? A lot. Is there... Like, did they ruin TJ Perkins already? I think they're salvaging something. I mean, by that win, you, you some type of salvage. It does, but like I just feel like nobody cares. Sean, I saw you shaking your head. Do you think they ruined TJ Perkins? Definitely. Yeah. What do you what do you think it'll take for him to? Do you think he could get his star back, or do you think it's over? Um, no, he definitely can. You can definitely salvage it. Just write him in another story. But <laughs> in with this whole like trifecta of the title and Kendrick and everything, you kind of that ship's kind of sailed for him. Yeah, he's he's not really in in the main. In the like he's in the story, but he's. 
He's the Roman to, uh, <laughs> he's, he's really not in it. He's in yeah. it, but he's not. Yeah, he's the secondary, he's the third wheel. Yeah. yeah. So, they messed him up from his, from the jump when they debuted this vision. Remember, he wasn't even on the episode of Raw when they debuted they the Cruiserweights. Yeah, I was pissed about that. He wasn't even on the episode of Raw. They showed him at the pay-per-view for the first time, so they messed him up from there. And then, I've been saying this for weeks, the things that we loved about the Cruiserweight, the, the Cruiserweight Classic, they don't do these things on Raw. Like, the first match... In the Cruiserweight Classic, I mean the Cruiserweight Division on Raw, that was the best match the Cruiserweights have ever had mm-hmm. since they, since the inception of the, the resurrection of the division. Like for great example, Grand Metal League, we haven't seen him since. He was in the finals of the Cruiserweight Classic. I think he's supposed to. I don't know if he debuted last night, but I know. He, I think he's. They were been advertising his debut. I know. Tuj, I know. Tajiri came back last night on Two Hundred Five Live, but they haven't done any of the fun things that, that the Cruiserweight Classic did in the Cruiserweight Division yet. Where's the Where's the fun stuff? There's nothing fun. They just and they're not even actually being cruiserweights. Like they're not even being the the prototypical cruiserweight just flying around. They're just out there being guys. Yeah. And the fans don't. If you're trying to introduce people to these guys, they have to go out there and do something amazing. They're not doing anything. They're just being guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just being a wrestler. Yeah. And that's not enough. We gotta set something different from the match you've seen before, <laughs> especially when you know the majority of the roster, you know. Seth has some height to him, but he's not the biggest person in the world. You know, he's obviously since his injury, he, mm-hmm. he's gotten bigger. But if you figure Finn Balor, he's hurt, but he's not a big person. You look at a lot of people who are on the show; they're not the, you know, yeah, they're not. They don't have athlete. these huge athletes, come, especially coming up from NXT. They're all mm-hmm. small. Almost every one of them is small. Um, small. The exact opposite of guys who are small. We mentioned Braun Strowman. He had his last man standing match against Sami Zayn. What do you guys think of this feud? What did you think about the match? I thought the match was good. I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed um, it. I was looking forward to it just because how often do you see a last man standing match on Raw? You don't see it often. And that pairing of Braun Strowman, like the, the big monster, and Sami Zayn, kind of the resilient, you know, the, the underdog of the underground. Like, I, I really I enjoyed it. I mean, the crowd was really into it, yeah. uh, which says a lot. So I thought it was a good match. I actually think this is good for Sammy. I mean, how tough did he look with the black eye? Yeah. Like, I think this is actually good for him because nobody expects him to be able to beat Strowman. But I think he gets elevated a little bit just by the fact that Strowman keeps wanting to come after him. But what now for Sammy Zayn? Well, I don't know. Maybe he can start his own mid-card division on Raw. I mean, he'd be perfect. I don't know if they'll do it, though. So, no, they just have to find other people to compete in it. I don't know who they would put in there. <laughs> that was a question from Don Van Lord, Lord, no relation. Is this an <laughs> early match of the year candidate? No! <laughs> <laughs> well, Raw it's match an early of the year? Fact. It already yeah. won. I mean, it's the first show of the year. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the lead. It's got an early lead. There's a lot of time. Like, they're really going to have to milk the clock. <laughs> they go with the four corners <laughs> offense to hold on to that till the end of the year. So, yeah, it's not going to hold up as match of the year, but it's the best one on Raw so far in 2017. Uh, We get HBK and The Undertaker both on Raw next week. Why is The Undertaker there? Uh, Because WWE does a lot of things that don't make any sense. He came back and said that SmackDown has always been my home and WrestleMania is no longer going to find me. I'm interested to see what he's going to do because they're they're playing this off as there's a rumor The Undertaker's coming. So we know The Undertaker's coming, but... Yeah, he's con- confirmed by the arena hosting Raw, <laughs> but WWE.com, rumor is The Undertaker may show up next week. Well, 
what if he's not Orn? If he's Orn crutches, he'll he won't be here. But if he's all crutches, <laughs> he'll be there. My question. I, I'm annoyed by it. I'll, I'll point that out. My question. I'm, annoyed. I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> is he entering the Royal Rumble? That's my guess. Is that he is? That's my guess too. Like we thought he might play a role in the Survivor Series match because he made the point of saying WrestleMania will no longer define me. Maybe now he's going to try to make the Royal Rumble. Yeah, and then me. he'll. You, if he enters the the Rumble, does he win? He might. So depends when he comes in. I'll, I'll put a two point to this. I I could see if he came in at number thirty, he could win. Um, one uh, who who I was thinking he won. Else. He won. At so, so you know, there's um. Oh, he already came in at number thirty. He won before. Yeah. Well, last year Triple H won, and he came in at number thirty. Um, Finn Balor's trolling on social media. Um, Kind of hinting towards yeah. that he could be entrance number thirty. He's the best man. If he's gonna, if he would return at the rumble, which I hope he does. If he doesn't, no hard feelings. If he comes back at number thirty and wins, I'd be kind of annoyed. I know it makes sense logically. You think number thirty, you have the best chance. If number thirty wins two years in a row, I'd be a little annoyed. Yeah, me too. Do you think we get any interaction between HBK and the Undertaker? No, I think there are segments devoted around the two of them together. You think so? One hundred percent. Um. I don't think so, because HBK has to plug his Oscar-winning movie. <laughs> the Resurrection of Gavin Stone. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I kind of would like yet? to see them. I don't know. I have no idea. It might even be straight to video. It's straight to video, I think. Typical. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Miz, a Miz blockbuster. Those are the best. <laughs> yeah, I kind of hope that their segment is together, but I don't know if it will be or not. I'm curious, though. I decided my uh, new punishment for my kids is I'm, I'm making them watch Miz matches. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know Troy won't like it. <laughs> uh, that I already know. Troy doesn't like the Miz? Troy is no friend of the Miz. Ron, explain. Oh, man, I gotta... Yeah, he, just, he says, what do you think he said about the Miz? He hates him? All he does is talk. <laughs> you think he's Daniel Bryan's kid? <laughs> but but does he look at the people when he talks to them? Uh, then I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why Troy doesn't we, like. We went to SmackDown. <laughs> we can move on to SmackDown. We had the. Well, I threw my phone. <laughs> We have the Daniel Bryan Daniel Bryan hosting the contract signing between AJ Styles and John Cena. Match official for the Royal Rumble. I loved this whole segment. I did too. It was only about seven or eight minutes, which is about half of what Raw will give you for an opening segment. And I thought both guys were great. I loved AJ trying to appeal to Daniel Bryan like you and I are cut from the same cloth. We do this because we love it. Like this guy isn't like us. Love that, because I've always loved that difference between the two of them. Like, AJ, I've been doing this for 10 years with seemingly nobody watching where you've been the biggest star in the industry. If I would have been here and you would have been there, I'd be I'd be you, basically. But you wouldn't be me. So I love this rivalry between the two of them. Um, and again, I like Daniel Bryan mentioning, like, we beat Raw in the ratings. We're trying to keep it going. Mm-hmm. Um, Ayla, what did you like about this segment? Everything. Like, Cena kind of bothered me a little bit with the whole passion thing. I was like, okay, we kind of seen this before. Heard it. Uh, yeah. But I just loved AJ just nailing Cena in the head, especially when he, when he referred to his talking smack segment mm-hmm. about how Cena kind of had apologized to The Rock. He said, no, you weren't, you weren't wrong about The Rock. You just became The Rock. Yeah. I thought that was great. It was awesome. I thought that was great. And he was saying, we won a range because of me and... 
and you may be the you you're not gonna make great moves. You're not gonna be as big of a star as Rocky. You're not as big as a wrestler as me. I thought AJ. Did, yeah. Oh, in Hollywood, oh, you'll never be as big as the yeah. Rock. In the ring, you'll never yeah. be as good as me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that line. I was like AJ. AJ. I think he owned that promo. Cena. His promo was his part. His part was good too. But when he does, but. See, the thing with AJ, he kind of hit on points that, we've seen this promo before, but AJ hit on points that, things that people don't act, physically actually say. Mm-hmm. But Cena, he kind of had the same thing, but he actually kind of covered up with his whole passion for the business. I do like how Cena says he has no respect for AJ anymore, and he's he actually has more of a fire to take, to take out AJ at the Rumble. Yeah, here's the thing that bothers me about Cena's part of the promo, is he's acting like, AJ, you're an idiot for thinking you can beat me, when he already has done it. Like, the last time you guys went against each other, AJ beat you. Like, at SummerSlam, he beat you clean. So you can't act like, oh, I'm just better than you and you can't beat me. Yeah, and I know Mercy. You're you're someone that only beat me uh, by cheating. Right. Yeah, at that point, it doesn't hold up. Mm -hmm. Is anybody worried that James Ellsworth was championing that he had beaten AJ three times? (laughs) Now AJ's talking about beating Cena three times? Well, I already told you what's going to happen. I don't. I forgot all about that. <laughs> uh, Eck, you you enjoyed this segment? I enjoyed SmackDown from top to bottom. There, yeah. Well, I, I agree with that. It's but yeah, far se- superior. Segment show. was good. I I mean, you know, it, I'll tell you what. It's one of those annoying things because last week when Cena returned, you know, they had the crowd chanting Undertaker. The one thing I am kind of lost in the dust where. There's a spoiler out there where, and you guys discussed this last week, where supposedly there's a two out of three falls at SmackDown's next brand pay-per-view. It's going to be Cena versus Styles. The cool thing about it, the advertisement, you don't see the title, you don't see it over one of their shoulders, mm-hmm. so you don't know the champion going into it. Yeah, but you got um, if it's going to be a book of two out of three falls, you know who's going to be the champion. You'd assume Cena. Yeah. yeah exactly. My, my whole thing is... I assume Cena, and then I assume Cena goes into Mania with the title. My whole thing going into this, I'm just thinking Cena's going into Mania with the title to face Taker. I just look at this as it's kind of confusing. I, I like it. I, I see Cena winning at the Rumble. The whole thing is I'm just, what's next? What's next for both guys? It makes sense if it's Taker for Cena, but why is Taker going to be on Raw? At the same time, okay, Cena, uh, AJ's going to deserve his rematch. What's going to be in store for Mania for AJ? Mm-hmm. So I didn't, you know, obviously there's this fantasy book and season. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it's going to be for both guys. The other thing I enjoy and I always like when when uh, AJ does this, when he talked about we we won the ratings war because I'm the champion. We can do it without you, John. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime yeah. he calls him just John. John. Always love it. Um, Eck. Yeah. <laughs> and then Eck, I'm sure you were excited to see Corbin. I did. In this segment. My guy. Came he's out. red hot. Yeah, came out, announced himself in the Royal Rumble. I, I got, he's going I, I to win it. I posture that again, like I said on Raw. I, I love the whole thing. And not only that, he's, uh, as he sang it, I was like, mm, that's the first guy from SmackDown to throw his, throw his name in the hat. Yeah. I said at the top of the show this was opening segment. This was not. No. I don't know. I think I just said that because I had it written down first. I had a um, long crazy last night, so I don't yeah. know what, I don't <laughs> you know what have no idea. started or ended. <laughs> I just remember what happened. Yeah. Corbin announces he's not only going to enter the Royal Rumble, he's going to win it. And he's going to walk out of WrestleMania to WWE Champion. Cena gets all fired up to go Cena. one-on-one with Corbin. And then AJ takes him out, which I thought was another great touch. No, not just that. I love how he took him out. That kick was just... Mm-hmm. 
It wasn't like it was just a straight sucker punch. Like, all right, let me do a really fancy dropkick. Okay, yeah. Because Cena was ready to fight Corbin, and AJ just took him out quickly. And now we got Cena and Corbin next week on SmackDown. Yeah, and, and Matt, and once again, a big match that's booked ahead of time. Yeah. And, and something new. We haven't yeah. seen this before. And, and you guys mentioned that last week. Is it definitely I, SmackDown needs to keep. That's a great formula. Whoever came up with it, keep doing it. You book a match. It's a match no one's seen. Mm-hmm. And we're looking forward to it. Uh, 51 episodes ago. And all 51 episodes, any of them that I was on, I mentioned one thing that Raw should be doing, WWE should be doing. Every week, a championship should matter. If there's not going to be a championship match, okay, what's going on? Who's the next contender? How are they getting there? Uh, A number one contenders match. SmackDown, at least for the last six weeks, there's a championship match almost every damn week. Almost every division, if not, they're talking about the title. All right, well, we're not defending the tag titles, but we're going to make number one contenders tonight. Right. All right, well, we're not defending the women's title, but the women's champion, she has a match. Mm -hmm. Or it's to be the number one contender for the Intercontinental title. Or, you know, there's a fatal four-way. The winner is number one contender for the WWE title. I love it. I bet you SmackDown will book this match properly and have no finish. That's how you book the match. Find, mm-hmm. a, find a way out not to have a clean finish. Right. They'll book it properly to protect Corbin and Cena. Mm-hmm. Because obviously they're, they're... So it won't be a roll-up? Yeah, no roll-up. <laughs> what were you going to say, Eck? You don't think it's the end of days for Cena? I don't. It, I, I, you know I, what? I, I mean, I could possibly see AJ screwing Cena in some way, shape, or form. But that'd be good for Corbin. But I think I think AJ will screw him, but it'll end up in disqualification because like you built the Baron Corbin, especially last week, you built him up huge. Now you're building him up again by having a match with John Cena, and then Cena's the number one contender for the title, so you're not going to have Cena take a loss. So there's a, there's ways you can get out of that ma- out of that match. Yeah, there are uh, Intercontinental Championship. The Miz actually opened the show. Another great promo from him gets the crowd, you know. Channing against him, puts over the Intercontinental title as the most prestigious title in WWE. Um, he says he's going to be more forgiving this year, but he is he's expecting an apology from Renee Young. <laughs> um, she sacrificed her journalistic integrity for Dirty Deeds with Dean Ambrose. I love that. <laughs> I even liked when he said, I don't remember what he said, but he said something and the crowd started the what chant and he just repeated what he said. And then it stopped the whole thing in his tracks. <laughs> I don't know if anybody had ever thought of doing that before. No. But I appreciated that he did it. Ambrose comes out. Miz ducks out of the ring. And I love Marie standing between the two of them. like, mm-hmm. And then slaps Ambrose. Yeah, because Angel was like, why he do that? I'm like, that's what heels do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to have my woman protect me from this yeah. guy. You won't hit a woman, yeah. so I'll just put her between us. Yeah, I, I was like. I begged for dirty deeds to murder. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I told her, I was like, you, you don't think that's right, right? She's like, no, that's not right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the point. <laughs> Maurice slapped Renee Young backstage. Saying she was smacking put... everyone at Yeah. Maurice was the hardest hitter on SmackDown on Tuesday. Um, her and AJ's foot. We had Dean with Dasha Fuentes backstage saying, I'm going to take away Yeah. Poor, I, I like Dasha, but poor Dasha. I like looking at her, but damn, yo, some of these people they're putting back here to interview, do they have, do they apply for the job? Because <laughs> I, I don't like the other one is on Raw. Kelly I hate owns her. her every week. Yeah. She sucks. I hate her. Dasha. I like I, Dasha. I, I, I like her because I've seen her on Instagram, and I'm like, damn, she looked good. But <laughs> that, that's about it. I mean, she pissed me off with that segment. She had a tough time with that segment. She stumbled over Intercontinental Championship, and she stumbled over something else. That's not, I if if you can't say Intercontinental, 
I wouldn't even know what that fucking word was if I wasn't watching wrestling when I was five years Just old. Just say icy. Yeah, she. <laughs> like, like, um, like you clearly don't know this business. You don't know what intercontinental is. You can't say that. You I mean, can't? she was in NXT for at least. Just there for a while. At least a year. She, she was the ring announcer. Cause she was. Well, you Daniel know what, went she, up to her after that. Maybe it was, was like, What was that? She's like, NXT didn't have an intercontinental championship. <laughs> I never heard of this. Yeah, it was, it was a tough segment for her. Um, Dean versus The Miz. Thought this was a good match. Me too. A lot of intensity between both guys. You thought this was a good match? Mm hmm. <laughs> you thought The Miz had a good match? I love the ending. <laughs> well, yeah, Maurice I got banished. Yo, yeah. lowdown. I know lowdown's going to be less than that. My guy won. I know you love Dean, too. So. <laughs> yeah, he loves Dean. Uh, Maurice banished from ringside once again during the match. Uh, I actually loved, one, that Miz snuck during that segment and used the IC title to try to knock Dean out. And then I really enjoyed the, the reversal from the skull-crushing finale into the Dirty Deeds. That was a really good reversal, good finish to the match. Good friend of the show, Joey Lafferty, actually last week predicted Dean was going to win this week and then Miz would go on to win the Royal Rumble. That's a dirt sheet, too. <laughs> Man, how many bad Rumbles uh, endings can they do in a row? <laughs> Did you catch talking smack? Yeah. Did you see do the you remember it? <laughs> I watched it today. Okay. okay. <laughs> I was at the bus stop waiting for Troy. No, okay, so, all right, so if you saw the Miz's promo, he... The way he left and said, "I'm gonna get, I'm gonna destined for greater things," whatever the hell he said, that was like, okay, there may be on to something. So he may actually play a role in the in the Royal Rumble match. I think he is. Okay. I didn't but, see talking smack. But. So you you know when you guys were doing the uh, year end awards, which I regret not being here for. <laughs> um, you know the lowdown brings up his opinions on Dean you brought up you know your sour taste of him at certain points throughout the year Ron mm-hmm. um, one thing you, you weren't with us but me and my best friend were together watching the Rumble last year now Triple H had a good match with him mm-hmm. that was a great match didn't put him over roadblock yeah Brock and him did not have such a great match didn't put him over mm-hmm. kind of hurt him a little bit he you know got his money in the bank cashed in same night it was great. Yeah. I marked out that night. I was probably the only member of the cast here that <laughs> marked out. But I popped. My best friend knows. He was there. Royal Rumble. Dean looked so strong. Got to remember, he was in a last mm-hmm. man standing match. Won it. It was a good match, too. And then no one expected him to be the final, too. He's mm-hmm. the intercontinental champion, and he's in the final, too. Almost, there was a couple jerkers where you thought... This this guy could win. Mm-hmm. This guy could win. There was a couple of chances, you know. He looked good there. Um, I didn't see him winning this week. I thought this feud was going to continue. Maybe he'll win the title at at the Rumble. I'm happy he won, obviously, because I like him, and I'm not so big on the Miz. Mm-hmm. Um, and you love the Intercontinental title. I do love the Intercontinental title. I don't see the Miz winning it. I think uh, someone from Raw is going to win the title. Or win the Rumble match. Yeah, I'm not ready to make any predictions on who's going to win the Rumble. I match. would just say it's going to be someone from Raw. Yeah, sure ain't going to be the Miz. Someone wants, from, <laughs> someone wants from SmackDown is Corbin, not Miz. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, guess we'll I, I really can't see Corbin winning, but that either hates. way. Yeah, we got what three weeks to go before mm-hmm. that. Um, the women. Becky gets her match with La Luchadora. She was La Luchadora two weeks ago. La Luchadora interfered in her match last week. Now she has a match against her. Uh, Alexa Bliss pulls the old switcheroo. La Luchadora well, well, won and La Luchadora well, too. Yeah. You, gotta, 
we're a prestigious podcast. Uh-huh. So you have to call Alexa Bliss the breakout star. Of the year, <laughs> yeah. She did not look like the breakout star on Tuesday, unfortunately. But I actually did enjoy that. I like I like that they found a small thing and they're kind of keep pushing it forward. I mean, we're eventually going to get a reveal of who it is. Any thoughts on who it's going to end up being? I think it's Deanna Perrazzo. Well, I think that's who was in the costume. I don't think she's going to be revealed to be. I think it's going to be somebody else revealed as. Really? Yeah. Because so, the weapon of social media, the mm-hmm. machine it is, they, these people have gone so far as to point out the same thumb mm-hmm. as La Luchadora. Yeah, like a crooked thumb or whatever the yeah. heck it was. Yeah, I think it was her in the suit. I don't know if it was her in the suit again this week. But I think when it's revealed, it won't be her. Who do you think it will be? I have no idea. I really have no clue. Eric, you have any any thoughts? I have, uh, if it's not going to be who interfered in the title match, I, I think whoever was in there, I think that's who's going to be revealed. I'm not sure who it is. Um, obviously, I'm thinking someone's going to come up from NXT. It's not going to be someone currently on the roster. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know who it could be. Because... I don't know who it could be because like Mickey James supposed to be come back come back. Sometime reportedly sometime this month, but why would Mickey James align herself with Alexa Bliss? And judging right. by the little bit of lip you saw, I don't think it was Mickey. Yeah, yeah, not not enough drunk. And I, I think she's. She, I, I'd assume she'd come in as a face. I mean, my guess is they haven't decided who it's going to be under the mask yet. Like I said, there's somebody playing the role. Just so it's, cr- it's it's Christian. <laughs> Believable. Which you know what, I wouldn't mind if it was Christian. Um, I think it's Hollisworth. <laughs> he interferes in women's matches. He does. So good. I'm glad you brought that up. Carmella asked him to escort her to the ring. I thought she made his shirt look pretty good. She made anything look good. <laughs> I enjoyed that she wore his shirt, though. My God, Gorilla. <laughs> I thought, what do you think of Aaliyah's debut? I thought it was odd. Well, wasn't it? Just, yeah. I guess just because she's close by, because yeah. we're in Jacksonville, right? Yeah. So, do you think that's full time thing? You think that was one? No, of just one off. Just one off thing. Um, I thought her Northern Light suplex was a little too close for comfort for my taste. <laughs> um, David Otunga was actually good. Ch- did, Ch- did Chinella. Like, yeah. Did you like Carmel? Carmelsworth. Carmelsworth. <laughs> JBL's like, what the hell did you just say, Mark? <laughs> I so loved bad. how annoyed JBL was for that whole match, saying, "Can't we? F- there's 48 cameras. Can't we find one <laughs> angle where that that mutant isn't on screen?" Um, he did interfere in the match. He grabbed their foot. Um, Carmella gets the win via the code of silence. Is this going to go somewhere good? I I, I don't know. I'm interested because I like the whole. Spider-Man, Mary Jane thing. Beating the Beast. Yeah, because she's like he's like she's too good for him, and he's stumbling over his words. Mm-hmm. I, I always like that kind of stuff. I always find it real entertaining. Yeah. I'm interested to see where it goes, because who knows? She could be using James Ellsworth for, for exposure. Maybe James Ellsworth was maybe the biggest thing or, or the most talked about thing, and she's actually using it to actually be popular. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, that's more or less what I'm wondering. What is the end game? Yeah. What's the prize for her? Is no she, idea. Using him to get towards the SmackDown Women's title, is this to make someone jealous? I, I don't get it. I don't think it's to make anyone jealous, because they have not had her around. It's not like there have been any stories of her with like a guy on the roster for her to be worried about. Yeah, um, you said it last week, you think Cass is jealous? Nah. Does he have anything to be jealous of? Nah, he's seven foot tall. You can't teach that. You can't, t- you can't <laughs> teach that. <laughs> hmm. 
Angel, yeah. Angel that has the biggest crush on him. Really? I think she's yeah. got the biggest crush on Enzo. That too, both of them. <laughs> she, she, likes saw, them both. she saw him in the mall. She's like, I should have <laughs> talked to him. He was hot. I was like, okay. <laughs> think anything uh, happened after they took that pic together? Who knows? <laughs> Taught or something? What Found stays at the, what happens at the mall stays at the mall. <laughs> I was gonna see if they found out if each other was soft, but I figured that was uh, <laughs> Nikki and Natty. Nikki wanted to address Natty. Basically, the Natty. only thing I enjoy about this, you know what? I'm not really looking forward to any of their matches, but I'll tell you what, I do enjoy their promos. I enjoy good. them shooting on each other. Definitely enjoy it. Yeah, Nikki saying Natty, basically, you're living off the heart name. Natty saying you're getting by on your looks. Beauty fades. John, I like that you. she referred to writing off the heart foundation that she yeah. went there and then it just said like Brett. Or I something. popped hard when she was, when Natty said, "Who knows what you're gonna do to Brett to get him to send that oh, picture?" Yeah. <laughs> I laughed so. Hard. And even Nikki's reaction to it just like shakes her head. Like, are you <laughs> kidding me? Yeah, I thought it was a good promo. I don't know. Yeah, if the matches are gonna be good. Now Nikki has gotten better over the last you know year year and a half. Natty obviously is a very good worker. So I don't think they're going to be. It's going to be a bad match. I, but again, we have three different women's stories on SmackDown on a two-hour show. Yeah, it has two-thirds the time, and it's got three seconds the amount of <laughs> women's stories. You know, Raw always is kind of one of those things. You know, it's going to be disappointing, but you, you, you force yourself to watch. I'll tell you one of the things that really uh, killed me. About three weeks ago, I was at um, a local bar. And um, one of the bartenders there, me and him always chat about wrestling. And he's like, man, I just can't do it with Raw anymore. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, three-hour show, there were six matches last night. <laughs> I'm about to start counting how many there are on Monday and how many there are on Tuesday. Because Tuesday might do more matches. Yeah. But it's not even that. It's just the fact that, okay, Raw, you have two, Smack is a two-hour show. Okay, and you said we have three different women's stories. Two of those stories, like the whole Natty Nikki thing, that took what? Four minutes, five minutes on a two-hour show, mm-hmm. and Raw has this three-hour show. It can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> they barely got four stories for the whole show. Not, not even having a match, just an interaction. Well, yeah, it's a three-hour show, but an hour and a half of it is just nonsense. So, really, it's an hour and a half show. <laughs> they're, just, they're just like... There is an hour worth of commercials. Yeah, they paint themselves into a corner with just a bunch of nonsense for half the show. Uh, speaking of Raw... Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. I'd rather watch Vince McMahon versus Ric Flair in a street fight <laughs> on loop than watch Raw. Uh, if given the choice, I would too. We'll get to that in a couple weeks. <laughs> we will. <laughs> it is so bad. You can't wait. <laughs> I'll, I'll save it if it throwback matters. Halo, you, you always do say bad wrestling is good wrestling. It is. But it, was so <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> If you don't, if you do not, if you do not watch that match and laugh the entire time, <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with shit. Well, since speaking of good wrestling, mm-hmm. um, yeah, obviously there's more topics to talk about in SmackDown. However, in the SmackDown direction, uh, any predictions for next week's tag title match? Um, that's a good question. I mean, that's exactly where I was going to go next. Alpha squashed Brazongo. And Poor the Wyatt's called him out. I know. The Wyatt's called him out. Bray says nothing lasts forever. Revel it in while you can. Basically, it's about to come to an end. I would I would like to see the Wyatt's win because I thought that they had a chance to tell a story of them being like a dominant stable. 
they just lose it really for no reason. And I think, you know, it, it's like uh, last week you guys said you were disappointed. It's not like American Alpha actually had a story chasing the titles. There wasn't... It was a feel-good moment. It was a surprise moment, mm-hmm. but there wasn't feel-feel-good. Like It's not like you were really praying for these guys like you were in NXT when they finally won their, their, the tag titles. I think it might be smart to snag the belts back, and then they chase them for a while. I would like... It's weird. They have a lot of stories that they'll build up and never pay it off. I'll tell you what. This either, one, they either, paid off, no story. <laughs> either way, I think they go with the match. I don't really think there's a wrong way to go. Like, like, I'm happy either way. Like, I, I'm honestly excited. I got six days. I'm waiting for this match. Like, all right, the Wyatts lose. All right, then Randy's probably going to turn on them. He's going to get kicked out. He's going to start a feud one way or another, probably with Luke. Uh, if they win the titles, then you got this potential thing for American Alpha to ch- chase the titles. Yeah. Either way, there's something. Mm-hmm. Halo. SmackDown actually has me interested in Bray Wyatt. <laughs> like... Just like, like poor, like poor Tyler Breeze. That that's the thing. Poor Tyler Breeze. But just the little subtle thing after that wire family promo, Harper tries to go into the camera mm-hmm. and say something, or it just cuts him off. Yeah, he tried to say run. Yeah. So I'm really interested because I I believe that it's going to be Bray and Orton wrestling in the match, and I think Harper's going to try to get involved again and cost them the match, and then that'll actually start building some tension to the wire family because mm-hmm. this story like. This can get you to at least February, or at least the middle of February before you get the Elimination Chamber, because you could have, after that match, if, if Harper calls him the match, or Harper calls him the match when Orton and him defend the titles last week on SmackDown. So you could actually have that story, like, okay, because Harper's been the one that trusted Orton, but what about, what like, with Har- Harper messing up, it could be Bray Wyatt, Orton telling Bray Wyatt, like, we can't trust Harper. Yeah. So that's gonna be an interesting, interesting story to see how that how that folds, and then you and then you can probably get Harper of the Wyatt family, and, and have Bray turn on him, and then you can get that subtle move of Orton turning on Bray Wyatt because that Orton said he's that thing, he's gonna strike at any time. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually really interested to see what's gonna happen. But like you said, just those five minutes, you have a whole story. Mm-hmm. Five minutes. Yeah, and to your point, so the Wyatt family. Bray and Harper are, are brothers, whatever they, they consider themselves. So if Orton, now this goes back to him trying to get in Bray's head to ultimately play, play mind games back on him. If he gets Harper and Wyatt separated and then waits till then to strike when he's alone, yeah, he doesn't have a, yeah. his boy with him, that's a perfect way to tell that story. Yeah, and, and after the after the Rumble, because I'm not, I'm not sure how this is going to work in the Rumble. I don't know if Orton turns on him at the Rumble or the SmackDown leading into Elimination Chamber. Because like I said, it, like I said, Bray Wyatt he has to win this match because I don't know who's gonna win. Bray Wyatt should win because he needs a big win. But if Orton loses, that's the booking problem they put themselves into. Because Orton loses, then he basically did all this for nothing. Yeah. And but the thing is, this another thing is this feud, this story has been going on since probably the end of October. Mm-hmm. So there's actually a nice what three or four month feud built into this story on the like the Daniel Bryan feud when it was only two months. I mean yeah. two weeks. Yeah, no, they've done a nice job. A a good way to keep both of them strong, you know, I obviously I think the one that has the most prominent future out of the three, Randy, his future should be nothing but Hall of Fame. He doesn't, you know, how much more time does the guy really have? Uh, Either way, I'm sure he he could stay, but he doesn't need more titles. He could do them by all means. More tag title reigns with the Wyatt family. Mm -hmm. But when they all split, I think Luke's got the best future of the three. Um, I think Luke could take the loss to Orton. That helps Orton. And then 
Bray beats Orton. That way, you know, Orton got one over, but at mm-hmm. the same time, he takes the loss. Yeah, it keeps Bray from just getting squashed down. Like unless unless they keep the family together and they're all clicking, I I think obviously Orton's out of that picture and doing something different by Mania. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Corbin and Ziggler, a match we've seen a hundred times, but it was refreshing. It was. We, seen it a long, we haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, it was a good match. I did want to. Slapped David Atunga in the face with a leather glove when he said Dolph Ziggler was like Allen Iverson. <laughs> because you and Otunga in a duel uh-huh. would be gold. You think so? It wouldn't be a gentleman's duel. Me and the lawyer. Yeah. Well, let's see if we can get it happening. We we didn't get any heat with Austin. Your Harry. choice of weapon would be a Kevin Durant hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be. I could strangle somebody with that hoodie. I, I can see it. I'm not saying I haven't strangled somebody with that hoodie. So, yeah, I didn't like that. Um, and then for a second, I, I was pissed that Kalisto came out. I was like, why? And then at least well, it made sense Well, I thought it was terrible for Corbin because Corbin's walking away from him. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, get these two away from each other. He's got a match next week with Cena and a cruiserweight's chasing him with a chair. But really all it was was just an excuse to get... Ziggler to super kick somebody. Did oh. we get heel Ziggler now? Yeah. Ron, I swear to God, because right, when Kalisto came down, <laughs> see, smack guy, you got me. <laughs> you got got. <laughs> I got got. Like, they hooked me. <laughs> so when Kalisto comes down, I'm like, why is he here? How many times is Corbett going to beat this guy? And why is he here? Why is he in the cruiserweight division? So then, I swear to God, the heavens opened. <laughs> the sun came down and the hallelujah chorus came playing. The Dolph Ziggler finally turned heel. Thank you, God. 8.30 at night, the sun comes down. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, God. He super kicks Kalisto, says, I never needed anyone. He gets into it with Apollo Crews in the locker room. And then, boom, now you have something for Apollo Crews to do. Draw, take notes! <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, though. Apollo Crews, I think more and more I see him, he does nothing for me. That. No, Kalisto's my friend. Kalisto's my friend. I'm making this money. (laughs) Headbutt, boom. (laughs) So Apollo Crews could try real hard now. Yeah, no. And smile real big. It's the the two try hard guys. Yeah. So nobody wins. They just both try really hard. But I don't think Dolph's try hard anymore. No. I got I, a heel, I got the real Hill Ziggler back. Well, I hope that Thank that's... Thank you, God. I hope that that's the way it goes. I think that's really promising. I've been calling for it pretty much since we started this show. I've been calling for it for a long time. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sure plenty God. of people were calling for it before we started doing this show. Um, any other thoughts on SmackDown from anybody? Thank you. Keep, keep it up, please. Yeah. Don't change. Listener questions? Better than Raw. <laughs> All right, this question comes from good friend of the show, Joe Lafferty. Mm-hmm. All right, his question is, I love the Rumble, and I look forward to it every year. Fantasy book your first two entrants and give me one surprise. It can't be DDP, Jake, Nash, Nakamura, or Joe. Um, I'll go first. Fantasy booking has never been one of my strong suits. So I'll just say the first two, I would just make it uh, Orton and Harper because it just built in tension for a story you're trying to build. And my surprise, I said this actually last week, Kurt Angle would be the guy I would like to see be the surprise entry. Very nice. All right, well, uh, I'll jump jump in this. Uh, for one and two, kind of cheesy, but I'll go this direction <laughs> either way. Um, 
I think number one. Oh, man, he was number one last year. I was going to say put – I say I'm, I'm going to take it a step farther. Number one be Seth Rollins. Number two be the reigning defending intercontinental champion. Dean Ambrose probably defends in the night, wins it, retains. Dean Ambrose comes out number two. You got one Raw, one SmackDown. Assuming Roman loses his universal title match, Roman comes out number three. Got the three of them from the shield in there. Uh, fantasy booking for a surprise entrant. I would put Cody Rhodes <laughs> coming out in a bully club shirt. <laughs> That'd be awesome, but not gonna happen. American Nightmare. <laughs> I need a real answer, best friend. A real answer? Yeah. Well, it was a stipulation of not, no Joe. Uh, Finn Balor. Or was Finn Balor excluded, though? No, he, no, he wasn't excluded. Yeah, F- Finn comes out. All right, my first two entrants. This was tough because I thought Brock would be one, either one or two. But I, th- I, th- I see Brock coming in in between one and ten to, to wait for Goldberg. Because you know Goldberg ain't lasting. Mm-hmm. He He's not working that long of a match. So, number one, I'm going to go with... Huh. I can I can see. I like your Luke Harper, Randy mm-hmm. Orton thing, but I'm gonna go with Cesaro. And maybe Sheamus. That would be cool too. <laughs> be like Demolition back in the day, yeah. which was uh, last fantasy booking, which I liked. He didn't give me an. Uh, let me see if he gave me it. Oh, he has Sheamus and Cesaro too. Who is his surprise? Flair. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, in my surprise entering because he said I can't have Nakamura or Joe. Uh, I don't want to see Kevin Nash. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably say Finn Balor returns. Or or if the Undertaker isn't entering himself in a rumble, I think the Undertaker I would like Kurt Angle the most. I just didn't want to copy yeah. him. Or Ty Dillinger is number 10. <laughs> if they don't get that right. I'll be pissed. I don't know how, do, how you do not get that right. <laughs> Vince is like, what's this 10? 10. <laughs> It's the one count. <laughs> um, but have you guys heard about Angle? No. Saying he made he there's, there's reports like he did saying, something like this before. But. Yeah, they say there's he's he's telling them Dirk, he's coming. He's telling Dirk reports. In, in these shows that back. are contacting him, because he's telling them he's telling he's, he's not booking past March. Okay. Because I think his last match is a cage match with Cody Rhodes. In, in, I think March 12th in some high school. Mm-hmm. So he's that, he's not booking past that mark. He's not booking past that date. <laughs> right. And so he'll be back for Mania. Man, they didn't do that well, stuff in my Mania. high school. <laughs> I love a cage match in my high school. <laughs> That'd be awesome. And um, Diamond Lord, 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 no relation. He says Roman always takes a nasty or hard hits in his matches. Do you think WWE should ease up on using him so much for a short period of time, or do you think he'll be okay? Well. He's not tiny and fragile like they've always accused people like Daniel Bryan and Sasha Banks of being. Um, Honestly, just out of the interest of these men and women, I would like to see them take it easier on some of them. But I think it's mostly on him. Like I don't think they're going out there and making him take these bumps. But, yeah, I think they should be taking steps to preserve the talent as much as possible. 
I doubt he cuts back from it because he's got to do everything he can to get someone to like him. <laughs> he's just desperate. Well, you got this three-hour show. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Roman's gonna run like unlike SmackDown. Asian doesn't always wrestle on SmackDown. You see him for a little bit, but he doesn't always wrestle. But that still counters an appearance. Counters an appearance. On Raw, Roman has to wrestle, so that's not gonna slow down at all. Yeah. I, I think, think him so, being either. the U.S. champion, he's definitely like the thing with AJ. I think it's one of those things, and it's kind of old school. I think the the champion maybe he doesn't need to wrestle every week. The main champion, mm-hmm. like Kevin, man, Kevin doesn't really have to wrestle every week. Roman, yeah, he he needs to until he <laughs> until he's universal champion. Yeah. Any other questions? That's it for tonight. That's it for tonight. Ayla, you got anything you want to say before we get out of here? Tell your friends to get with our friends. We could be friends. We do this every Wednesday night, sometime on Sundays. Five star, five star, five star, five star, five star reviews on iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher. Follow us on Twitter, Matt Madness Pod, and on Instagram, Matt.Madness underscore podcast, and on Facebook, Matt Madness. So that is our show for tonight. Uh, the MVP, the most valuable podcast in the wrestling podcast community. Uh, all the other wrestling podcasts out there. The only thing I could say is. Uh, Obsolete! Yeah, they don't want none. Is about the best thing I could say. Sean, thank you for being here tonight. We look forward to having you on an unsanctioned sometime, hopefully soon. Eck to fly, Eric Trembicki. Thank you for being here once again. Look forward to seeing you next week. Alo, Aaron Lloyd, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, the voice that runs the place. The United Kingdom champion. Yeah, the the UK champion. (laughs) Hailing from Stockholm, Sweden. For everyone else, I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. This is Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my ball. Shut the basement man, it ain't safe to land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.